What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, guys. I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. I want to start off this week's episode by giving a huge shout out to Kelly over at Velvet's Edge. She does an incredible, incredible podcast that's also on the same network as mine, the Nashville Podcast Network. And I got to go on her show and talk about some some real deep stuff. Um, I love what she does. She talks all about the kind of dichotomy, juxtaposition, whatever you want to call it, between being vulnerable and being tough. And I think that's a line that so many of us are walking, whether it's trying to get closer to the line or, you know, um, but she's just incredible. And I really love talking to her. So I highly recommend you guys go check out her podcast, not just the one that I'm on, um, all of them. (laughs) And then this week, I also was a guest on my good friend, Maggie Rose's podcast called Salute the Songbird. And it is focused on female creators and writers and musicians and you know, just songwriters. And it's very, very awesome. We got to have a great chat. She's one of my favorite people. And um, yeah, so if you guys didn't get enough of me from my weekly podcast, there's more out there. And if you didn't get enough of me, wow, I'm incredibly impressed. So on this episode, I wanted to talk about jobs. Not like the jobs that you work towards that you have a degree for, not my job of being a musician, but the ones you work to get there. Because if following your dreams was easy, everybody would do it. If you didn't have to make sacrifices, everybody would do it. And if you had unlimited money, everybody would do it. I started working when I was like 11 as a babysitter. And then I worked in my dad's store and I really didn't stop for long. Um, (laughs) I was able to do like some sports in school and, and theater. But when the time came that I turned 16, which is when like you could legally start working in um, the state I'm from, I got a job and then I couldn't do any of that anymore, which was a bummer, but I had to help pay for groceries. And if I wanted clothes, I had to buy them myself. It was, you know, I didn't grow up with a whole lot. So if I wanted a whole lot, I had to get it myself. And a whole lot is considered anything other than like the baseline necessities in uh, in my household. 
So my first job was at a pizza restaurant. And I remember I hadn't really asked my mom's permission because I didn't think about needing to. Uh, That was a recurring theme my entire life. That should surprise nobody. But basically, I just, after school one day, I was taking the bus home and I got off a stop early walked in, uh, asked them if they were hiring. They said, yes, went in the next day for an interview and then came home and told my mom I'd gotten a job. And she was like, uh, maybe we should have discussed this first. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, you told me if I wanted to buy things, I had to buy them myself. So I figured it out and she didn't have a good answer for that. So I worked there (laughs) until my senior year of high school. By the time I was a senior in high school, I actually lived out on my own. I moved out the like month before I started my senior year and I was finishing high school early so that I could work full time to save up to move to Nashville. And, uh, I finished school that December, but I walked with my class at graduation in June of 2013. But in the meantime, between, you know, getting the job and then I was just working nonstop and my typical day, my senior year of high school would be, I would get up at, you know, six 30, take the bus into school and, go to school from 7.30 to 10.45. Then I would get the bus, which like I would barely make. Like I I would have like three minutes to get from my class to the bus. And I'd take that bus over to the pizza restaurant and I'd work there from like 11 to three. Then I'd take another bus and go work at this clothing store downtown from four to nine and then take a bus back home and do it all again. And I didn't have a car. I didn't have a license till I was 19. Yes, I know. Um, It's actually really fucked because where I'm from, if you want to take driver's ed at 15 years old and get your permit, you actually have to pay for it. And it costs a lot of money. Like it's like $400, $500. And that was just never on the table for me and uh, like not something my parents could afford. And then by the time I got a job, I couldn't take three weeks off work every day after school to go take the test. And so it was just this really horrible thing. So I actually didn't get my license when I moved to Nashville. So I was taking the bus a lot and it was terrible because like, if I would miss one, I'd be super screwed. This was before Uber and Lyft. Like, I mean, I think I took a cab one time because I missed the bus or it like came early or something. It was something terrible. And I just remember being like, Oh, it's awful. But I did that. And then by that January of 2013, I was able to work full time. The clothing store I worked at actually closed down, which was very sad because I loved working there. It was right in the middle of downtown Portland, Maine. And it was just like so fun. Like I'd see the same people at the same local coffee shop every day when I go in and my boss would let me listen to whatever I wanted. So I just listened to Red by Taylor Swift, like on repeat over and over and over again. And I just, I just loved it. It was really, really fun. Loved working there, but it closed down. So I just went to working at the pizza restaurant full time. And I did that until I moved to Nashville. And that pizza restaurant was really fun. It's called Portland House Pizza. It's back home in, in Portland of all places, uh, obviously. <laughs> and the pizza is so good. Like they have these cheesy breadsticks that I still crave to this day nonstop. And that's like, you'd think that you would get sick of it. Cause there's been other places I've worked where I've just been like, I just hated the food by the end of it. And I still like every time I go home, I have to stop and pee hop and like see if like, you know, I still know anybody working or whatever, but I worked there with my best friend and it was really funny because I had, um, 
three best friends in high school and the four of us would hang out all the time. And two of us worked at Portland house pizza and the other two worked like across the street at the little Caesars. So we were all pizza girls at competing pizza restaurants. And there was just, if we weren't eating cheesy bread from P hop, we were eating Italian cheese sticks from little Caesars. So it was just a lot of carbs, a lot of cheese. Oh, to have a 17 year old metabolism again. So needless to say, that was a pretty crazy, crazy time. I also did some work the summer after my senior year of high school, right before I moved to Nashville. And I worked as a casting assistant for children's casting, like commercials and catalog shoots and whatnot. And so I was just dealing with a lot of stage moms and that was terrible. Like it was, that was bad. That was super rough. It was just like a lot of like, it was just a bunch of Karens with a bunch of like cute little kids running around who did not want to be there. The kids don't give a shit. It's all the parents. And it was just miserable. But then I got to Nashville and I needed a job, obviously, like as soon as I got there. And I didn't have any full waitressing experience because the pizza restaurant was just counter service. But I knew that waitressing was probably going to pay the most money. But having no waitressing experience. I was like, who will hire me? And I went to Hooters because I didn't have experience, but I do have 32 Fs. So I got hired on the spot (laughs) and then, um, didn't end up taking the job, which is, you know, probably for the best, but would have been an adventure. Honestly, just being able to say that I got hired at Hooters is like a good enough story without having to go through all the trouble of working there. Then I got hired at this place called the pub, which is it's not a Hooters, but you still wear these really short skirts. And then, um, I ended up just, uh, the, I think something about like the hourly wage was just like way too low or something. So I found a job at a clothing store. So I had those like three jobs to pick from. And I worked at this clothing store called Apricot Lane, which was really fun, but I only worked there like two days a week. So I was like, I need more money because you know, rent. So I started doing this thing like I would pass out flyers on Broadway in downtown Nashville and I would go from like this job at this really cute little boutique where like everybody wore like it, it was 2013 so there was lots of chevron there was lots of like knee high like Tory Burch boots like it was the the infinity scarves like the whole thing so I go from that world to downtown Broadway where I'd put on like my push-up bra and my short shorts and my cowboy boots and walk around handing out flyers to this one club and I feel like I need to clarify it was not a strip club. It was just like a normal club bar on Broadway. But the way I'm describing it, it would be plausible that it would be a strip club, but it was not less. So I'd have to hand out these flyers. And my boss was like, oh, my God, he was something else. I mean, I don't even care if he hears this. I think that that man found the world's last last reserve of quaaludes and just took them all day, every day. He was just, oh, my God, let's call him. Oh God. Well, I don't even know what to call him because his normal name is just so fitting, uh, but I can't say it. So we'll just call him, um, we'll call him little Timmy, little Timmy. So my boss, little Timmy would (laughs) give us these flyers to hand out and it would be me and like, um, another girl. And I actually still talk to the girls who I did this with like seven years ago, which is so funny, but we'd have to pass out these flyers and the problem was it would be like a Thursday and there'd only be so many people on Broadway. So we'd be passing them out to the same people. And like, if we didn't get rid of all the flyers, we'd be super screwed. So there was one time, like we had walked up and down that street, like five times. It had been three hours. Everybody already had one of these little orange flyers. And we were just like, we can't, there's nobody else to give these to. 
And our boss had already made it really clear that like we wouldn't get paid if there was any flyers left over. So I, this, listen, I was 18 years old. Okay. I was not very smart when it came to things like this, but there was on the pedestrian bridge in downtown Nashville. I saw like this little like grate or like vent or something like that. And it seemed like the perfect place to stuff a pile of flyers and then go back and get them later. Cause I was just terrified that if I put them in a trash can, like he'd find them. So I was like, I need to go tuck them away like a squirrel and then I'll come back and get them on my walk back to my car, which, you know, is a complicated process just to hide something from your boss. But, um, it did not go as planned. So it turns out that that vent thing that I stuffed these into, cause I'd like stuff them so they wouldn't blow away. Um, it actually went right down to the Cumberland River. Like it literally just went right from the where I was standing to the Cumberland River. So all of these neon orange promotional flyers are floating in the river. And I'm not even kidding. Like there had to be like 200 of them. And it's still like the worst thing I've ever done because I so like am not a litterer. I'm, I always like pick up trash. I always recycle. I always leave things as I found it. And I just felt so terrible for putting this neon orange paper into the beautiful Cumberland River. And it was just like, I was so terrified that my boss was going to like walk outside and he was going to see it because it was like, I mean, it was a spectacle. Like it covered so much of the river and you're just seeing them all floating down and it was just a nightmare. And so I was like, oh my God, I hate this. But, uh, also part of that job was there was a hot dog stand attached to the bar that we were promoting for. And little Timmy owned the hot dog stand. And oh my God. So I would go to work at this clothing store. Sometimes like I'd work like 10 to three. And then I go work at this place from six to 4 a.m. Sometimes because bars close in Nashville at 3 a.m. But like everybody's drunk and wants a hot dog between three and four when they're like, you know, calling their Uber rides home and stuff. Oh my God. And so we had like, I have to be making these hot dogs and they were just like, they just sat there all day. It was really gross. I wasn't allowed to like throw them away because it was not, not ideal. And then we had these like pizzas that were like frozen and I cook them in a little toaster oven. I'm just stuck inside this like shack all day. And honestly, like the tips weren't bad. It, it really did the job. And then I was able to write during the days that I wasn't working at the clothing store but oh my God, it was terrible. And then I'm still like, I have such a clear visual of those fucking flyers floating down the river. That was, that was a whole, whole nightmare. But the hot dog stand wasn't as ridiculous as it, it sounds like it would be like, honestly, it was one of the more manageable jobs I've had. However, the one time that like, I really had to go at it with my boss was it was, so I was working like overnight, essentially, you know, I get off at 4am and it was daylight savings time, which flips over at 2am. So we went back an hour and that means that I worked the hour of 2am twice. And then on my paycheck, he tried to give me the amount for just like what the time said. But I was like, yes, little Timmy, but there was a, an hour in there that we're not accounting for because why? And he was like, well, I don't know if that's how that works. And I was like, sir, I was present for that hour. You knew that. And I, I need that $9 and 50 cents just based on fucking principle, little Timmy. I mean, come on. And he'd always like do weird shit. And I remember one time, I mean, I was like 19 and 
he brought out a round of shots for all the girls who worked there and I took one because I was trying to be cool and it was whiskey and it was like really cheap whiskey and I took it and I immediately had to go to the bathroom and throw up like just immediately it was it was very embarrassing I'm happy to announce that I can now shoot whiskey Carrie Underwood would be would be proud um yeah that was that was a whole thing Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I always would like find a friend at every job that was like an older woman and just become best friends with her and the bathroom attendant at this place was so funny because she'd always like let me cut in line so I could use the bathroom because all there'd just be like gaggles of bachelorette parties waiting and she was so fun and she'd always give me gum I was she really she was a bright spot in a dark place So the clothing store ended up closing down too. So that's how that ended. I ended up leaving the hot dog stand because I was like, fuck this. I can't do that. And 
Yeah. So I was like, okay, I should probably get a job that's, you know, normal hours, a little bit more manageable, maybe not so goddamn chaotic all the time. So I worked at a corporate hotel and oh my God, I'm not going to say which one, but it was, oh my God, it was a lot. That was a pretty, pretty crazy time. I've tweeted about this before, but everybody there smoked cigarettes because it's so stressful to work at like a nice hotel. And so everyone's smoking and they have their smoke breaks and they don't have to clock out for it. And the managers smoke too. So they don't make anybody clock out for it. So they all just like would go out like, you know, 10 minutes every hour, two hours to go have a cigarette. And I'd just be sitting there being like, well, I don't smoke, but I still want that 10 minutes outside. And so I went to my managers and I was like, Hey, so I totally understand the need for a smoke break. Um, I also need air air break. So I would like to go have a fresh air break when other people are taking their smoke breaks. And they were like, well, it's just different. I was like, why is it different? Is it because I'm not addicted to cigarettes? Why is it, why is it different? And nobody could come up with a good answer. Nobody wanted to have to figure out how to like explain it. They couldn't. And nobody wanted to give up their smoke break. So I got to go out and take a fresh air break. I was paid for 10 minutes, like every two hours. And I know that I sound like a big Karen, but it was the principle thing. And I wanted to be able to go outside and look at my phone and drink a Diet Coke. And that's exactly what I did. And it was amazing. No regrets. Also, highly recommend doing that because I mean, like literally what were my supervisors supposed to do? Be like, well, no, I can take that, but you can't. It just, it does not make sense. And like, cause it's anyways, I just highly recommend it. It, it was very effective and I can't imagine somebody having a counter argument for it that would hold up against your argument for fresh air. But the craziest thing that ever happened at the hotel was, oh my God. Oh God, there were so many. Okay. So the biggest one that I remember is this man came downstairs. He just checked in at like 3 PM. He was like a, you know, rewards member, whatever, silver, gold, something like that. And he'd gone upstairs with his wife. He comes right back down and he starts yelling at me and says that there's no, and I mean like literally yelling. And he was like, it's like, there's no hot water. And I just can't believe this joke of a place. Like this is, I'm not paying for this. And I was like, well, sir, did you get the emails that we sent out last night? He was like, well, yeah, but, and I was like, what? Because we'd sent out these emails because the city was shutting off hot water on all of this one road in Nashville for like an hour in the middle of the day. And so we'd send out emails to all the guests. We'd let everybody know when they checked in all of this, just to be like, Hey, we're not going to have any hot water for an hour. It's the city has nothing to do with us. This man did not care. And he was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take it out on this little 20 year old girl here. And he's just yelling at me. And he's like, this is complete bullshit. Like, fuck this. He's like, this is not the, you know, I'm trying to just not say the brand of the hotel, but he's like, this is not the hotel that, that I know. And I'm a rewards member and I'm going to call corporate and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, sir, I just, I don't know what to tell you. And he was like, I want a refund on my room. And I was like, I can't do that because you've already checked in and we sent out these letters. It has nothing to do with the hotel. And like our, our cancellation policy is like airtight. And I was being really respectful. Like I really was. And he gets so mad. He takes his keys and he throws them in my face. And I got a paper cut on the side of my face from this man throwing these keys. And I was like, so 
taken aback and nobody was around. So like I was alone at the desk when this happened and he, he throws his keys at me and I just said, sir, please don't throw things at me. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, cause these, this, as I said that this couple walked around the corner and took, like, oh, I didn't throw anything. What are you talking about? Like trying to gaslight me like immediately. Like that is not how that works, sir. And he's trying to cover his ass to those people who just walked around and they were like, sir, we just saw you. Like, what are you talking about? And so I guess he ended up just like walking right out of the hotel because we would have kicked him out for that for sure. I mean, he like literally like got violent. I mean, I know it's a paper cut, but still like what? Uh, so he just walked out of the hotel and then I guess his wife kind of snuck out after and they just paid whatever fees they had to for their, I don't know where they went, but it was insane. I'd also just get like regularly hit on by like really old men. That was always interesting. Then I worked in the um, VIP lounge up on the top floor. That was for like our most prestigious rewards members. And that was always interesting because I was bartending and I really had no idea what I was doing. Like I did not know how to make a drink, but nobody seemed to care and I got away with it. But what I did learn there was I learned how to make a great, great cheese plate. So thank you to the hotel for that one. There's so much more drama. I actually had like several viral Reddit posts during that time period because there's this Reddit um, subreddit called Tales from the Front Desk. And I would like always just like read it all day, like me and my coworkers and stuff. And I actually ended up meeting Annie Wilgen there at that hotel who wrote my song Effie Forever with me. And she's um, played in my band when we were touring uh, back in 2019, 2020. And she's just amazing. I mean, we got to play for a hundred thousand people on Nashville, New Year's Eve and open up for Steve, Stevie Nicks and travel all around the country together. And obviously didn't get to do as much of that last year as we would have liked to, but, uh, it was really cool to go from working at a front desk with her to that. Cause we've really seen some shit. So I started singing in hotel lobbies around the same time. So I would be singing, covers like Luke Bryan, Taylor Swift Power Hours, uh, lots of Reba McIntyre. And I was singing at different hotels. Like I think this girl that had worked with me at the hotel started working at another one was like, hey, do you want to come and sing? And I was like, yes, please. I would love to do something that's more relevant to what I you know, want to do with my life. Because it was so time consuming working at the hotel because I would work three to 11, but I'd have to start getting ready at like two. And so if I wanted to write, I have to like rush out of my write. And then I'd be going for 12 hours every day and it was just exhausting. And I felt like my writing was suffering and I, I wasn't able to like go out or do anything with my friends. And it was just really, really tough. So I start singing in these hotel lobbies and basically one led to another. And I, I think in total have sang it like over four or five different hotels like regularly uh, during that time period. But it got to the point where I was able to quit working at the hotel front desk and just go to singing full time, which was really fun. And I loved it. And I mean, I would be singing for, there was this one time period that I would sing at this one hotel from three 30 to five 30. I'd go sing at another one from six 30 to eight. Then I'd go home. I'd usually take a power nap and have a red bull. And then I go sing at this one from 10 PM to 1 AM. And so I was just like blowing out my voice. That's probably where this rasp kind of got enhanced. <laughs> Shout out to 2015 and the year of the cover gigs. And then shortly after that, Fight Like a Girl came out. I signed my first publishing deal and I was able to do like that kind of music full time. And honestly, full disclosure, I sang at the hotel lobbies like through all of it. And I would have people come up to me and be like, are you Kaylee Shore? Do you sing Fight Like a Girl? What are you doing here? And I'm like paying my rent. And I would 
you know, play a big stage at CMA Fest and then the next day be singing at this hotel and people would have been at the show and be like, didn't you just play a Sunday amphitheater? I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't pay me anything and this does. But I loved it. I mean, it would be fun and like it was always really cool. Like people would request my own songs because they knew them and that was very special and definitely you know helped out and I know that there's so many people who still come to my shows who are like oh my god we saw you play in the Holiday Inn lobby or whatever and it's just very very cool. During this in-between time between publishing deals because I signed to a new publishing company in 2019 but I had like a full year that I wasn't signed anywhere. I did a lot of dog sitting. I actually briefly cleaned up dog poop for this one very affluent family. That was, um, that was a time that was not fun. It was, it was not difficult, but it was like, it was definitely very humbling. And I think maybe that was like a sign from the universe to like, be like, how much do you want it? And I wanted it, but like, you know, it's just weird to be on Instagram and like acting like you're the shit and then literally picking up shit. So you can pay your rent. Oh my God. So I guess hypothetically, the last job I had was the dog poop thing. Um, I do still dog sit a lot. I really just enjoy it because I don't have dogs at this point in my life. I have two cats and I just really like being around them. So it's always nice. Like there's this one family that I dog sit for and they have two white huskies and they are so freaking cute. Like they are the best dogs ever. They snuggle you. One of them sleeps underneath the bed. She's so cute. I'm obsessed. Anyways, um, so I, I love dogs. And so that doesn't feel like a job, but I would love to hear what weird jobs you guys have worked. I mean, if Faith Hill can work at McDonald's, we can make it through anything. Okay. That's what I would always tell myself at the hot dog stand. That's what I hope you tell yourself. Can't wait to hear where you guys have worked. I will be sharing on next week's episode, the most ridiculous job I get uh, on Twitter. You can tweet me. My social media is in the description for this podcast. It's just at Kaylee Shore everywhere. You guys are amazing. My new single Amy's out everywhere and I'm going to be releasing new music very, very soon. Thank you guys so much uh, for, for your support and for being a huge part of the reason why I don't have to pick up dog shit anymore. Love you all so much. I'm Kaylee Shore and this is too much to say. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.